Today's Movie Lovers United's podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We decided to partner up with BetterHelp because we know that therapy can help save lives, as well as help with mental health. And BetterHelp will help you find the right therapist for you, without waiting in a doctor's office. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Movie Lovers Unite. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MovieLoversUnite. That's BetterHelp.com slash MovieLoversUnite. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for today's podcast episode. I am my good friend Charlie with me. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And today we are doing our review, our spoiler review on the 2021 film Infinite. This movie was originally supposed to star Chris Evans. He dropped out of the listing and everything, and then they went on ahead and got Mark Wahlberg to play the lead role in this film. This film, I have to say, is very entertaining. I had a lot of fun watching this film. Uh, is there any plot holes? Yeah, there's plot holes, but the premise and everything is really great. I really loved how uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Evan McCauley, who possesses skills he has never learned and memories of places he has never visited, which haunt his daily life. Self-medicated and on a brink of a mental breakdown, Evan is sought by a secret group that calls themselves Infinites, revealing to him that his memories may be real, but they form multiple past lives. The Infinite brings Evan into their extraordinary world where a gifted few are given the ability to reborn, be reborn and their memories and knowledge accumulated over centuries. With critical secrets buried in their past, Evan must work with the Infinite to unlock the answers in his memories in a race against time to save humanity from one of their own, Chetuel Ectifor, who seeks to end all life to stop what he views in he is the cursed endless cycle of reincarnation. So with that being said, I want to say this when we review the trailer, I do have to admit this does feel like a little bit of Assassin's Creed kind of vibe that I got from it. I mentioned that inside the trailer as well. Then of course it also has a little bit of Highlander a little bit as well, but I love the idea of reincarnation and as and also, too, I like the idea of this whole entire idea where basically if you die, you become reincarnated and you become someone else. But then you also still have your memories intact on what happened. So I like that. But then you're also dealing with Mark Wahlberg, who has been diagnosed as schizophrenic and everything, too, which I really liked on that aspect. And the only way to actually calm him down is actually to take the pills. So, what did you think of the introduction into the this world and everything? Um, it's a very cool concept. I like that. 
Um, I like that they, 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 he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at 14, but it, he's not really schizophrenic. It's because he's lived multiple identities or multiple lives, which are being reincarnated. I think it was a cool idea. I mean, right off the bat, you're start off of an action sequence. And that's like, well, that's a great way. And I got to give props. Dylan O'Brien, albeit a minor character, he was, he was awesome in this. Like that car chase was great. I mean, Antoine Fuqua is no stranger to action sequences, car chases, whatever. He knows how to do it. And this movie had some great action in the opening sequence of Dylan driving that car. That was great. Like a great start for this movie. Um, and like I said, the action was great in it. Like the opening was like, entertaining. So you're hooked in already. Like um, I was, I mean, I, at least I, I, the whole, the big fan is like, like you said, it was entertaining. That's the whole point of a movie like this. I will go into later, and critics may want to turn off because you're about to get scorched. <laughs> but with that being said, though, too, I also liked the opening sequence as well. I thought the opening sequence was really well done. And I have to say, I re- it reminded me of a John Wick kind of feel to it with the opening sequence where you basically in part two where you have that high-speed chase that's mm-hmm. going on. And then, of course, you wind up seeing the slow motion. Slow motion thing actually worked for me this go around when it came yeah. down to this high speed chase and everything. It slowed down, but then it speed right back up again. It actually gives you that sci fi kind of feel to it mm-hmm. and everything, too, into this introduction into this character. So that's something that I really liked about it. And then also, too, it makes you care about this character that we're being introduced to, which is un- because here's the thing when we're introduced to new characters, it's actually hard to get invested into new characters right away. Yeah. But the way they do this with this car chase makes us become invested. It makes us care about the character and the motivation behind the plot and everything else with this character. And I really like the motivation behind it. And mm-hmm. it has that Fast and the Furious kind of vibe, though, too, if you think about it, because of the fact that, you know, there's this high-speed chase that's going on. There's this helicopter up above him and everything, following him along. He shoots the helicopter light out. Then he speeds off where there's there's this bridge and then his friends are behind him it, there's no way you're going to make that jump there's no way you're going to make it there's a i forgot how much of the depth that it was actually supposed to be but there's yeah. no way that they can actually make it so he speeds off off the thing of course he's not going to make it to the other side in the car so he hop, jumps off the car out mm-hmm. of the car and jumps onto the other side of the bridge and of course he has this thing called the egg and we're going to get into that a little later but i liked how at first you're seeing him um, pretty much just trying to heal himself up from getting cut open. It looked like somebody mm-hmm. cut him at first. You know, yeah. you don't actually see everything. But I like yeah. how he takes the cigarette lighter from the Ferrari and mm-hmm. he goes on ahead and tries to uh, heal that wound back up. But yeah. it's just such a badass type of style that I've been missing since um, action movies and everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, it was a great opening. Um, and then, the, like you said, the like you like like you said, Dylan O'Brien. Um, I mentioned on my Facebook review, um, he played in an action movie based off a book character called Mitch Rapp in the American Assassin series. American Assassin, he was awesome in that movie. Like Dylan O'Brien was a badass in that movie. So if you're looking to get your Dylan O'Brien, but not him, like ha- like not a happy movie. It's not a happy movie. He's an assassin, but he's a badass at it. So if you want a good action role with him in it longer, check out American Assassin. 
I heard good things about that movie. I haven't checked that out yet, but I'm planning on doing that. I watched it in theaters. I, I, I was it was entertaining. Like, my, my, okay. like Michael Keaton was perfect for that character. It's based off a book series, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's an entertaining action movie, and it's got the the Taylor Kishk is in, it, and he's he's a good villain. Okay, so we have this one that one scene and everything, and also too, Mark Wahlberg wakes up from the dream. Excellent. Well. At first, he's thinking that it's just another dream that he has. It's just an everyday life. He also mentions the fact that he has to pay his bills. Just everyday life just getting him down pretty much. And then also, too, it goes into his background story about his anger and everything, dealing with schizophrenia. And he's telling the guys, hey, look, it's okay. I can take medication for my mental health and everything. I'm totally Mm -hmm. fine. Hire me. I promise you that I won't let you down. And they're like, "Well, well, here's the thing. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate your time. But, and then that's when Mark Wahlberg says, well, I know you're not going to call me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that I'm not going to expect your call. And the guy's just thrown off by it. The supervisor, his, who is supposed to be his employer, yeah. uh, is just thrown off by it. He goes, what do you mean that I'm not going to, I'm not going to reach out to you? Because I can tell just by the way you're looking at me and everything, I'm not going to get called. So you have that aspect of it. And then, of course, that's when he's making this summarized sword. Oh yeah, the Hitori- that, that thing looked fucking awesome. I'm gonna just say that it was a Hitoria, like a, a Hanzo sword. It was like a very Japanese style sword. I think Hitorio Hanzo. I can't pronounce the name. It was the type of sword that uh, uh, the bride had in Kill Bill. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome sword. And he even got to use it. Right. <laughs> I, I was hoping that he would actually get a chance to use the sword. Yeah, and everything. But then you wind up seeing this one guy who has uh, Mark Wahlberg's medication mm-hmm. and he's doing all this summarized stuff, wanting to chop up his girlfriend's arm with the sword and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And then, Mark, and then of course, Mark Wahlberg's character is like, uh, Evan, he winds up saying, hey, look, that's not a toy, man. You don't need to be going on ahead chopping up people's arms yeah. or anything. And then I like how the other guy is like, well, what's in gunpowder? Just trying to quiz him on Wikipedia. Um, and, yeah, yeah, he's smart. His character is smart. Uh, and then, like, he's like, and everybody's making fun of him. And I'm like, he's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, well, I, he goes, how do you know that? He goes, I don't know. Give me my pills. That's all he cares about is his pills because he knows if he doesn't take those pills, it's yeah. not gonna be well, it's not gonna end well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, it's not gonna end well. And it doesn't end well for those guys because Mickey. He ends up cutting off some guy's finger, like this one guy's finger, um, and then, um, and then, and then he has this, like, and he, like, he, he gets out of there, and then cops show up, and I'm like, okay, um, and then, and then they have the the interi- the famous interrogation, the, the interrogation se- sequence we saw in the trailer, which I thought was kind of funny. It's this Mark Wahlberg, like, hey man, come on, <laughs> <laughs> just fa- just you know, comedic. Uh, Mark Wahlberg moment, you know. Yeah. But I also liked another thing too. I like the hallucination scene that we got whenever he's yeah. going over the wall to escape from the cops. Yeah. And we, it says like Japanese kind of style of that whole entire hallucination. Yeah. The shot of the snow coming in. I really love that shot. That shot yeah. was just a beautiful shot, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like there's some very good visuals in that movie. And, like that was shot well. And I, I I can appreciate that for that. I mean, um, but yeah, I thought like they, that 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 pretty cool thing about how it's really 
how he thinks he's falling back, but he really falls into a car. I mean, I thought that was, I visually, I thought that was really cool. Same. Same here as well. I thought that was visually shot well because he's thinking that he's falling into a waterfall, but really he's actually falling in, onto a car. Yeah. Because of the hallucination. And then next thing you know, he gets arrested. Then the interrogation scene winds up happening. And like you said, it's just a classic Mark Wahlberg moment because it, um, because of the because of this other Chetuel Exafor's character. Yeah. Uh, basically, let me give you a little bit of background about the char- about his character. His character just wants to die. He wants to end uh, reincarnation as a whole. He doesn't want to come back as anything else. He wants all reincarnation to be done and just wants to die. And so that's his job. That's pretty much Chetuel's uh, goal in this movie is to kill Mark Wahlberg. Get the egg. Well, first find out where the egg is that Mark Wahlberg hid, and then go on ahead and kill Mark Wahlberg. But that's his ultimate goal. But the interrogation scene was really good. He goes, "So you mean to tell me you don't have a clue at how you made this sword?" He's like, "No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything yeah. he has no clue. But it, he acts like he knew how to do that for a very long time. And I like how. And the monologue that we got yeah. from Mark Wahlberg, he said, do you ever have the feeling that you've done something, but you don't realize that you know how to do it until you actually do it, and it feels like you've been doing it all the time? Yeah. What do you think about that? I thought it was a good monologue. Like, I mean, you start out, like, him talking about the story, and then it goes right into that. Um, so I thought, I thought it was really good. I mean, like I said, when Mark Wahlberg has action movies, he's really good at it, and that, that's, that's what I like about him. I like his action movies, and it's like, he hasn't done one of these since Mile 22, and that came out in 2018. And that, the action in that was great. Um, everything else, like like I said, I mean, the build-up for it was good. It was good. Just the payoff was bad, but it had some really good action sequences in it. And that was with him and Peter Berg, But And I don't consider Spencer Confidential an action movie. It had elements in it. It was more of a comedy but yeah, it was it. But it's nice seeing Mark Wahlberg back in this type of action movie because he's good at it. Um, to be honest, he's definitely good at it. Um, that's one of the things I like about Mark Wahlberg. You can pr- pretty much put him into almost any role, and he'll probably knock it out of the park. Yeah, just given the right script. Yeah. With this and everything, I really like how they go into the background of the of the infinites and the difference between the infinite and Ch- uh, Chateauwell's characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what they're called. Nihilist. Nihilist. I like how they go into the background of both of those. And then, of course, Mark Wahlberg also has a steel plate in the back of his head. And he's not... And he also went through electric shock th- uh, therapy, though, too, when he went yeah. through psychiatric uh, places, yeah. though, too. So that's another thing. And... What the evidence do is they try to do anything that they can to try and trigger something to where he can remember certain events in his life mm-hmm. that he might have forgotten because of the steel plate. Yeah. And every single time they get closer, it seems like something is blocking that one image yeah. of what happened to the egg. And I like how they put him into this machine. And I wish that they would have used this type of machine for the Assassin's Creed movie because I feel mm-hmm. like that would have worked out better. It actually feels more like the Assassin's Creed yeah. Uh, machine that we should have gotten from the very first Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. But I appreciated what they did. They went into it. They went into his memory. You could see the different uh, versions of Evan and everything mm-hmm. with the Sumerai, with everything else. I really mm-hmm. love that aspect. And also, has that, mm-hmm. like I said, it has that Highlander kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, 
And then, like, uh, in the interrogation scene was pretty cool about, like, how Chateau was being, oh, I know everything about you. This will come to play later oh. on. But, uh, and then, then all of a sudden, um, the, uh, one of the other, uh, believers, that's the, um, uh, played by Sophie, Sophie Cookson. Um, she was from, she was in the, uh, the two Kingsman movies. Um, I didn't feel like they did her character justice in those movies. Mm. She was a badass character. This is where you get to see her shine. And she was great in this. Like the action sequences she was a part of, she was badass. Like I, I'm just gonna say that she was badass in her sequence. Like she was like not one to be messed with. So it was really nice to see her um in a type of an action movie role, to be honest. Same. It was definitely good to see her in something like that. And then also too, I like how she just plop piles through the uh <laughs> interrogation room with the Hummer. Yeah. And then as she's going through that, she gets Mark Wahlberg and Evan to go into the Humber, the Humvee, and they're just going through the police station, riding in the police station and everything. Yeah. And then, uh, then of course, you have Chateau Wells character. He winds up following them on a high-speed chase out of the interrogation area. That was a cool, well, another well-shot sequence, a very cool car chase. And I also like the retractable... Uh, uh, steering wheel too that they actually have in it too. Oh, yeah, and I like how Mark Wahlberg, Evan, he turns around and he goes, "Oh, retractable uh, steering wheel, how original!" Huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the way it looks, the way the retractable um, steering wheel actually looks, yeah, it kind of goes inside the glove compartment and comes yeah. out of the glove compartment. So I thought that was yeah. actually pretty cool. All of a sudden, it turns yeah. into like a car from England, like a Mini Cooper or something. Yeah. So I definitely love that aspect to it. I thought that was an original idea that I never, I haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean so. they're trying, they're trying, they're trying for this movie. It's not like they, oh, uh, it's just got this movie. Let's just put it out there. Like, I mean, it wasn't that. I think they were. Tr- this was supposed to be in theaters, but with right. the pandemic, and they released it in Paramount Plus, and everybody's like, oh, that's a bad idea. Like, oh, let's just we get they gave up on it. I'm like, you're saying that now, but 45 days after. Quiet Place 2 comes out. What's the first place it's going to go to? Oh, yeah, that's right. Paramount Plus. Everybody's shitting on it now. And he's like, oh, crap. Like, we screwed up. I'm like, yeah, you did. So I would, I would, um, enough with the, uh, making fun of it and realize it's like, hey, this is not going anywhere. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for what it was, it, it did what it needed to do. It entertained. And, like, that car chase was awesome. It was a really cool, well-shot sequence. And that gun that Chateau Etowale's character had to, like, to, to get rid of the memories, I thought that was, like, that was a vicious gun. Yeah. And basically what the guy, the one of the characters says, if you're going to, if you see a guy with this, run. Mm-hmm. You might yeah. as well just go in and kill yourself the normal way so you can be reincarnated again. So the gun is like an agent from the Matrix, in a sense. Like, if you see this gun run, if you see an agent run, until it's time to, you know, do what you need to. And I also like how the training is, the Kung Fu training. Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty Yeah, Yeah. because the Kung Fu thing actually triggers a certain memory, though, too. So they're actually Hmm. trying to trigger this memory, but nothing's coming in, even whenever they put them on the table. Yeah. They almost wind up losing Mark Wahlberg, uh, Evan right away. Yeah, from a uh, Jason Montakis, um, 
Mazankis, the uh, he's the the Orbison, I think that's what they called him, because um, nothing's coming out, and then you're seeing like, and then you see the uh, this the the, the f- facility was a really cool facility, um, like and he's and they and they, and they kept the body for Dylan O'Brien's character, which we'll get into in a bit, but um, it was a really cool facility, um, but again, I think a lot of stuff seemed rushed because this is an hour and forty six minutes, but. Um, and then, like I said, I think it should have been could have been a little bit longer, maybe to expand on some more stuff. I think that's the only minor flaw I had with it was the, that. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what the plot is because I wasn't looking at this for plot. I was looking at Antoine Fuqua, Mark Wahlberg action movie. That's all I was looking for this. You're going in thinking plot. That's on you. I mean, of course you're going to crap on it if you're expecting a plot from this. I'm like... But yeah, I mean, for what it did, like I said, I thought they, they, I thought they did what they could, like, and told what that, what told the story the best way they could in an hour and forty six minutes. Because if you do too long, then it kind of draws it out, and that, then that's not good. That's true. I actually felt like the timing of this film was perfect, though. The yeah. an hour and forty six minutes is plenty of time to tell the story that you want to tell with this universe. Yeah, there could have been a little few things that they could have actually expanded on and stuff. But what I mean by that is maybe go into a little bit more of the origin story of each sector mm-hmm. that they had to go to and yeah. explaining the doctor a little bit better. Yeah. But that's just a little small nitpicky things, but overall very entertaining. And then, yeah. you know, another thing though, too, I liked how they had the casino and everything where Chateau Wells characters at. And then you also have the doctor where the doctor is in yeah. the casino at the same time. So you actually have a casino within a doctor, pretty much in a doctor's uh, place, if you think about it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, everybody's like, oh, so this guy gambles. And they're like, yeah, he, he pretty much just goes on ahead and gambles the uh, blackjack tables a little bit here and there and stuff like that. So they know the risk going into this, but they knew that they had to go on ahead and figure out a way to jump, uh, reboot Evan's memory. Yeah. So they wind up meeting up with the doctor and everything. And then of course the doctor winds up telling them, well, look, I don't recommend this, but it Mm -hmm. looks like we have no choice to do this. Yeah. We have to drown him. Yeah. (laughs) And I love the analogy behind it. Where it's like, where he says, you know how life flashes before your eyes? Yeah. And so we're going to have to drown you until that memory comes in. Mm -hmm. to full perspective. And so my brother goes, "Uh, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, look, there's no other way around it. You're going to have to do this. And so Basically, Mark Wahlberg goes into this uh, kind of like, I want to call it like a Wolverine kind of style uh, machine that will make you, uh, that will drown you. Yeah. It's also kind of like the Captain America device a little bit, mm. too. From uh, the Yeah. That's true, too. But, and then, of course, it winds up drowning him. And then we finally get to see the memory of everything that happened within that dream sequence that we had with Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And 
then after that winds up happening, it makes it look like Mark Wahlberg actually drowned. Yeah. But instead, um, he winds up reviving, well, they revive him and everything, and goes, I know where the egg is hidden, and it happens to be inside the uh, the other version of him and his dead body and his lifeless body. Yeah. Uh, and um, along the way, um, Chata Etowah's character has the whole place scoped out. Like, there's cameras everywhere. So he knows instantly now that they say, hey, the egg's inside Dylan O'Brien's character. Well, they know where the egg is now. And that's why they're suddenly they're, – they're already there. And then they think, like, okay – we're going to invade the place. Um, now, what did you think of the action sequence with that? Um, I thought those guards were, the, like, Chatatua's bodyguards were just wusses. I mean, they instantly get killed by one gadget. One gadget kills every single one of them. And then when somebody, when the, uh, the big brute throws a knife, he uses him as a human shield. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, you think, I guess they're expendable, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, it just shows you how rootless his character actually is, where he'll stop at nothing to get this egg, even sacrificing his own people. Pretty much, too. yeah. But, yeah. at the same time, what, okay, I know we have some nitpicky things on this other movie that we watched with Amazon. Uh, without remorse. Yeah. Now, we did see a couple of people get shot in the bed, and everything. What did you think of those sequences? It's probably shot well better. It was probably done well better and shot well better than without remorse. Um, come to think of it, the more the more I think of it, the more I kind of hate the movie now because it was not well like shot. I mean, the thing in the bed, the this one was shot better because you actually see the people lying in the bed, not covers or covering the person. Let's just shoot the covers. Like I thought, this one was a li- did it a little bit better, and it happened quick. So, and they weren't just standing there for five minutes. Um, right, I felt like that was actually be- more believable with this one than I did with Without Remorse. And then, of course, yeah. what do you think of the whole aspect of where the when they're shooting the person, and then that person's flying out of the bed? Um, actually- I don't. Right. Think- I don't think I picked up on that part. Yeah, there's actually, if you go back and watch it, there's actually one person, when they're shooting him, he's supposed to be sleeping, right? He actually hops, it's pretty much like he flies out of bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, but other than that, though, I thought they stuck it really good, to be honest with you. Um, I thought the action sequence with that whole entire sequence was really good. And then, um... So then we actually get into the uh, the whole thing where Evan is actually injured. Oh, yeah, he causes, shot, yeah. yeah, he winds up getting shot, which also causes him not to be able to go with uh, the female character. Sophie Cookson's character. Let me look that up real quick. Right. Um, but yeah, he isn't able to go with her because of the fact that he's injured and she doesn't want him Nora. risking his life. Huh? It was Nora. Nora, yeah, Nora doesn't want her want Evan to go with her or anything like that because of the fact that she doesn't want him to die and bleed no. out because he's already losing large amounts of blood and of course the doctor is also making him do blood transplants and stuff like that to get some blood in in him. Yeah, but then of course she winds up doing the doing the mission on her own without him 
and I like the sniper rifle sequence where you actually yeah. see her, and then you see all these souls that's actually in uh, Tidwell's um, Tidwell's awesome. office. Yeah. yeah, that that drone thing was pretty. I mean, him controlling the drone that was pretty badass. Like like you said, they did some original work with this. They thought yeah. some stuff out that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then of course Evan wakes up from his coma. Yeah, and I, and I love the doctor. The doctor is probably one of my favorite characters on there. Yeah, he was funny. He's the comic relief. I loved how he was playing that Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah, and he was just playing guitar, just really smooth. And he wait, and then all of a sudden Evan wakes up. He goes, "I got it." He's he's like, "Where's Nora?" Oh, she went on it. And I like how he's just calm about it, like nonchalant about yeah. it. Oh, she went on ahead and went after uh, Shuttlewell. Uh, Chadwell's yeah. character, and yeah. huh? He's like, "What? All right, I gotta go after." He goes, "Whoa, man! Whoa! You, <laughs> you already lost a large amount of blood, amounts of yeah. blood, and everything. Just stay here; it'll be all right." But of course, you know, they wind up going, uh, going over there and everything to try and help Nora. There's that little scene where, uh, basically. She winds up getting injured because of one of the drones and stuff like that. And then also, too, I love the action scene sequence. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was that final action sequence. That was a good one. That was, that was entertaining. That was. I also liked how she managed to roundhouse like, uh, like our Superman kick, one of the uh, other security guards and stuff like that, too. I thought that was really good. I mean, she they definitely shined her with some good action sequences on that. Um, that was... Uh, that was, that was a really cool, like, to show her skills, like, she was a badass in that sequence. Most definitely. And then, after that winds up happening, she becomes injured because of the drone. Then, of course, Mark Wahlberg comes in and picks her up. Yeah. And takes her back over to the, where the mansion is and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, Mark Wahlberg was awesome in that. And then Matakis was in the, ch- in the chopper killing people like crazy. I'm like, wow. That, 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 that's I mean, he he was pretty good in that. So I mean, so yeah. I mean, like I said, that that was a good action sequence. And then when the two of them got out of the car, they start like they put like they like they, Mark Wahlberg and her start kicking some serious ass like to get to the get to the house. Um, and that that was that was that was a great portion right there. Right, and then there's that one part where you see the drones, and then you all, well not the drones, but you see all these other guards coming towards her, and she's already injured. I'm like, oh shit. There's yeah. no way she can take down all these guards. No. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, the helicopter comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it shoots yeah. all the guards up. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So after I thought that she, was actually pretty good. And after she took out the uh, took out the, uh, the the main female henchman, she, her injured, she took her out so easy. She did. And at first, she was using her weakness, which is that thing that was, I forgot, yeah. what was. Um, I think it was metal. Yeah, some type of uh, metal uh, shavings from the uh, drone or something. But yeah. she was trying. To, the villain was actually trying to use that against Nora. Nora takes yeah. it out and then stabs her with it. Yeah. And then, of course, that's when they go on ahead and take down. Um, she takes down the uh, mansion. Oh yeah, and yeah. freeing all the souls that were going to be reincarnated. Yeah. And then after that, uh, Evans up in the up in the hel- airplane and everything, mm-hmm. and Shadowell tries shooting him in the back of the head. 
Oh yeah. Well, um, the stump before it was really cool. Yeah. Mark the motorcycle, being able to land the motorcycle onto the the uh, the, the wing of the uh, the the cop the uh, the plane. That was awesome. And it has that '90s kind of flavor to it, you know, where yeah. you have a dirt bike. It kind of reminds you of uh, Mission Impossible Two in a sense. Yeah. With the motorcycle jumping off of a cliff, and then of course the action uh, star goes ahead and jumps on the airplane wing, and then tries to save the woman in distress or trying to destroy the bomb that's about yeah. to go off. And it actually works in its favor for this. Yeah, it did. And, and of course, Etowan goes on ahead, goes in where the cargo bay is, and tries to stop him from getting the egg. Yeah. Out because you can see that Evan wants to try and get this egg out, but he doesn't know how. Yeah. And then Etowan goes on ahead, shoots him in the back of the head, and I like how Evan is just over there just playing dead because he has a metal plate in his head. Yeah. And then Evan wakes up. He goes, oh, I thought you knew everything about me. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew that was going to come into play. Like, as soon as he got shot in the back of the head and everybody's mm-hmm. like, everybody's freaking out. I'm like, come on. Early on, he talked about the metal plate. I, so I knew he was going to get up because he was going to have a, like, a, and that was, that was a pretty well, like, choreographed fight sequence was pretty cool. Um, sure, I mean, there was a lot of shaky cam, but, I mean... To be honest with you, I didn't even notice the shaky cam, to be honest. I didn't usually... Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was when they were jumping out of the plane. It was after that portion. That's when it kind of mm. was kind of a little bit shaky, but, or, like, or a fast, like, fast, it was kind of like Michael Bay style, but, um... But still, I was able to see everything, which makes me appreciate it even more, because usually I'll yeah. see a shaky cam or a quick slide of the film yeah, and everything, and that's it. But with this, I could actually see everything in its entirety, which is very rare when you come down to action sequences. Um, Here's the thing. We'll go... You know what, Brandy? We'll go in and check this... uh, I'll let you watch it this weekend and everything, or if the tropical depression doesn't affect our plans. But but yeah, very enjoyable as far as the action sequences go and everything. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, and then the movie ends, so, like, Mark Wahlberg ends in the water, so I think he's reincarnated again. Yep. And Nora's reincarnated again, another person. Um, I like the end, you know, when you see him as the Japanese, uh, or the, the Korean or Chinese kid or whatever, an artisan shows up and hands him the sword, and you see the backhanded, like, thing with the sword. It's like, artisan, what took so long? I thought that was pretty, I thought that was a pretty <laughs> I mean, I thought it was entertaining. Um, like I said, I mean, I don't the, the this part of the portion. Like, oh, go ahead, John, and then I'm going to go then go critic bashing. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really good. It felt like that movie uh, with Robin Williams, where he winds up dying and he goes into different uh, realms of hell and things like that, and he re- becomes reincarnated with something else. I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> uh, what dreams may come is what I'm thinking. Okay. Of. So you actually do see a little bit of closure uh, with Nora and Evan and everything too, because then they fall in love and they're together and that's how it yeah. goes up. Now, as far as the critics go and everything else, you know, I went into it with the, with the plot because I was, that's what I loved was the premise of it. And I was yeah. entertained by the premise of it. And, I'm not going to give it, like, I'm not going to do no credit bashing or, like, as far as the scoring goes. 
or yeah. anything like that. My score will be my own score, and your score will be your own score as well. Yeah. But, you know, I had fun with it. I, I mean, it deserves like a 3.5 out of 5, but... Yeah. For everything I listed, but, you know, I mean, for, it was entertaining. Yeah, I gave it an 8. I was entertained by it. That's the whole point. Um, is this movie the best movie that's out, like, best movie of the year? No. It's not supposed to be. Is it a lot better than a lot of stuff that came out this year? Absolutely, this is. Does it? Do I think it deserves a .5 out of 5? No. And to give you that review without any, like, without any, like, reasons, like, you just say negative reasons, but you don't have anything positive of it, then, like, like you're going in looking to bash this movie. Like, I'm on a tire Don't listen to the critics. Just check this movie out for yourself. Just let you like just judge the movie yourself. You, if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. Don't let anybody else influence you, critics, anything like that. If you, if you, if you thought the movie looked cool, check it out. But don't go bashing it like a review, like a re- giving the movie a bad review when, like, when you were going out to hate it anyway. This is not an Oscar movie. We're not an Oscar movie season. Like, like if you want to watch it, watch it. Like, don't let anybody with these bad reviews that probably haven't seen it. They're just doing it just you know that and don't trust rogereber.com because Roger Eber's quality has dropped significantly like for a while now it's dropped like don't trust them i'll just put it at that all right um i'm also going to say this judge this movie for your own on your own merit and your own judgments and everything if you like this movie like charlie said check it out let us know also too in the comment sections if you actually like this movie you saw this movie this movie does not deserve a 0.5. And even if there's aspects that you liked and aspects you didn't like, I'm sure that you can actually find something that you can actually rank it up higher than a 0.5 for crying yeah. out loud. But anyways, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as this movie goes? No, I think I mentioned it. It was great action sequences. It was well. Sh- I thought some of the stuff was well shot. I mean, it was an entertaining movie. That's the whole point about this. It's supposed to be entertaining. That's what it was. Um, if you're going and looking for plot, go somewhere else. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, guys, go on ahead, like, and share this video. Let everybody know about Movie Loves Unite. Another thing, too, guys, is if you guys want to donate to the show, how do you do that? Just go to www.movielovesunite.com forward slash podcast. Another thing, too, is go on ahead Follow it at follow us at Movie Lovers and TV Lovers Unite on Facebook underneath the same name on Pinterest and on Instagram. Go on ahead, reach out to me at movielovesunite at gmail.com if you're a sponsor or if you're interested in being on the show or if you're interested in me being on your show. Go on ahead, reach out to me that way. Another thing too, go on ahead. Like I mentioned, check out our uh, audio-only podcast where you guys get your podcast from. We're back on Apple now, which is something I'm very excited to announce. So Go in and check it out. Let us know what you think. Also, too, give me a follow on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit and also on Stereo as well. We do some shows over there at Movie Lovers Unit as well. And those are all the places that you can reach me at. Always until next time. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.